something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 58. So last episode, I went on a huge rant about my trip to Holland, my very recent trip to Holland, and um, I'm going to do it again. But this is now part two of my Holland trip. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing lots of other things, too. Not just talking about my trip. Um, cocktails, cat facts, kitty twisters. Don't worry. It's not just going to be about my inner Dutch side. <laughs> right now, there's like a crazy situation going on with rainstorms here in Canada. Calgary and I believe Red Deer at Edmonton are getting a ton, a ton. This is Alberta, southern Alberta. Uh, it's getting a ton of rain and I'm really praying that everybody's going to be all right. There's already be, been some homes lost, some rescues at, at this point. Uh, and I'm pre-filming this. So by the time you see this, it might have gotten way worse. I'm really hoping not. But so I'm just thoughts and prayers out to everybody in Southern Alberta, my hometown, Lethbridge, <laughs> everybody there. But like I said, Calgary, back in 2013, there was massive flooding in Calgary. It was devastating. And so they were kind of predicting that something similar was going to happen here. And I was like, oh, crap. But um, now lots of people are doing a lot of preventative stuff. I know this is not making like headline news or anything, but I just because it's so close to home and I have lots of family that live down there, I just wanted to bring it up. And so, yeah, I have randomly have a patch for a floaty. In fact, my gummy bear floaty that I featured in my micro bikini high tier, which only made it for the first four episodes or first four uh, videos um, because he went flat and limp. And nobody likes a limp anything. <laughs> anyway, all right, so let's start the episode off right with a cocktail. So I bought a new type of gin and I am a Bombay diehard. Bombay gin is one of my favorites. I think mostly because the bottle is so pretty. <laughs> but um, there are three different types of this gin. I've seen it before. I don't know if I've ever had it, but Tempo. Tempo Renovo. Small batch gin. Dry gin. 40% alcohol. Very typical. And it's really nice. I did have a little sipper the other evening and I also did mix a cocktail with it. Now, where is this made? Vancouver. Bottled in Canada. Um, and okay, well, this is a Canadian gin. And um, I'm very proud to say that because I am Canadian and I really like this gin. Okay, there's a name for this. When you mix a cocktail and you're using a can of something or like you're using a drink with alcohol already in it and you add more alcohol to it. <laughs> we'll call it my kind of cocktail. <laughs> so these, I don't know if you've tried these, these Vizzy hard seltzers, you can get them probably individually, uh, but you can get them in a 12 pack and there's four different flavors per 12 pack. And they're so, so good. They're different than like nudes and neutrals and like those vodka sodas. I don't know why, but they're, maybe they're, the flavors are just better. It's 5% alcohol, 100 calories. This is one of my favorite flavors, the black cherry lime. So I'm gonna do a black cherry lime cocktail. The only black cherry is gonna be in this can, the flavoring that's already there. And then I also have a little dried up lime. But you know what? Sometimes I find that the little dry ones and this is not planned, by the way. This has just been sitting on my counter for a long time. But they can be extra juicy. It's like a, it's like a lemon with a bit of a drier rind on it. It's kind of juicy in here. I can't hear any juice in there. 
but we're gonna cut it in half and juice it and it's gonna be great. So these are my three ingredients. I'm gonna mix the gin and the lime together in my handy dandy cocktail shaker. And um, yeah, and then pour it all together in my anthropology glass, one of my favorite glasses of all time. Uh, and yeah, let's just give her, I, oh yeah, I do have a cloth. Can you believe it? You guys look at my little crochet earrings. I also have them in pink and I had to throw on something purple here too because it was just not enough. And my hair, now I'm getting distracted, but see how curly it is on one side and not on the other? It's because I used one of those overnight, um, it looks kind of like a long sock and you wrap your hair around it, at, like wet hair around it at night and then you wake up and pull off the sock and you have curls in your hair, but one side curled and the other didn't. So I was like, frick. Well, I'm just gonna put my hair up today. So here I am. Uh, okay, so I've also got my little squeezer. I'm gonna try not to bang around on the table here. So let's see what kind of juice we got going on here. Oh, it's a juicy one. And um, nobody likes a dry lime. I'm telling you, there have been times when we've been out at the lake house, we're making like margaritas and all sorts of cocktails and then the limes are dry. Like legitimately, the little flakes in there are dry. And I'm like, what the f... Anyway, so when you have this kind of juicer, I've made this mistake before, um, you don't want to put it in with the shape of the actual juicer is what I did. <laughs> um, you want to put it face down. And most of you, 99% of you know this, but I didn't, so you're welcome. So I'm just gonna put in one half because this is a juicy lime. And then I'm gonna save the other half if I wanna make this cocktail again later for when all of you come over and we're gonna hang out and have a party and a barbecue. Because I got burgers. And I like to cook my burgers over my fire pit instead of the barbecue, in the summertime anyway. So you're all invited. <laughs> then I'm going to add just my dry gin. I'm gonna do like roughly a shot because there's alcohol in that too. A little extra for good luck. And then I'm gonna shake this up and then pour, actually, I kind of want ice in there. Put the fizzy in first and then this. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I like to keep as much carbonation in my carbonated beverages as possible. There's nothing worse than when you go to a restaurant and you order champagne. So often I, I really like those little brute miniature vodkas. Uh, <laughs> Um, miniature champagnes, like the 100 milliliters or whatever they are. So they, they put it down in front of you, but they have to serve it open. So they put it down in front of you and um, then they proceed to pour it for you. But they pour it like this. No, no. You must pour it down the side of the glass, okay? I can't tell you how many times I've watched servers do this. And it got to the point where I was like, can I please pour it myself? But the problem is when you order a bottle, then they're always coming around the table and pouring it for you and just like, cut. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I just gotta get more balls to be like, you're doing it wrong, okay? Nobody trained you, hello? Okay, now I'm gonna pour this in it. And I didn't bring a straw again. I don't need a straw. I'll just sip it. Now, should I, I'm gonna do a little light stir 
do you know? Does alcohol sink to the bottom? And I've got my little, of course, lime colored palm tree or actually palm tree colored palm tree. Okay, let's try it. Oh, refreshing, delicious, and very low calorie. If you want a nice bevy by the pool, then this is the one for you. It's nothing, it doesn't look like anything too special. I think that the Vizzy has a bit of a tinge of color to it. Cause it looks, does it look pink a little bit? I don't know. So black cherry lime, what are we gonna call this cocktail? There's only black cherry lime, tempo gin, and don't make me lose my tempo. <laughs> Massage my temples. Um, I have so many, I'm like thinking about, you know, what is that? The thing on the, um, <laughs> you're like, what the frick? When you play piano and it goes to help you keep your tempo. <laughs> um, let's just call this, I always have to do a play on words and that's the only, that's the only place my mind goes. So I, when I can't, I can't think of anything else. If you lime to me, I'll lose my tempo. That's what we're gonna call it, cheesy and stupid. <laughs> okay, so last time I talked about my first two days in Holland and it was a blast. And if you, for, if you forgot, if you didn't watch that episode or forgot to watch that episode, then um, I will link it down below or just go to my YouTube page and just click episode 57 the episode before this, um, I saw a live sex show in Amsterdam. Didn't really know what I was getting into, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I knew, I did know, but I just didn't know what to expect. So that story is in episode 57. Yeah, so um, the third day in Holland, we got picked up by uh, one of our Dutch friends and his wife, and they drive an M8 competition BMW. And it's kind of a rare color. I don't want to say what color it is, just in case <laughs> you try to track them down. But anyway, it's in this gorgeous color and very unique color. And we, uh, this thing, this car is so fast. And so in Europe, the Autobahn, I think, which is just in, I don't know if the Autobahn is just in Germany or if it's like extends through all of Europe, but they have different speed limits over there. And I think that's all about to change in fact, which is you know, kind of shitty for those people that drive really, really expensive fast cars. Um, anyway, but this one, oh my God. So we were, we were, <laughs> they picked us up right downtown Amsterdam because we were staying at the W Hotel, which is right in the heart of the city. And we actually offered to take a, a cab or like a, an Uber outside of town just so that they didn't have to work their way through. So, but there was, there's construction, they're rebuilding buildings and they're like replacing cobblestone streets and there, you know, there's all sorts of construction and shit going on. So we kept, we just kept going, meeting dead ends everywhere. And, uh, but this, cause there's no signage. You're just kind of going where your car fits. Cause there's really, if you can drive around something, you can't, you do it. There's no rules. You just sort of make it work. We were squeezing through these places and I'm thinking, this is such an expensive car. Like I'm thinking about the the side mirrors getting damaged and and then we're stuck behind a truck that's like loading full of like massive boulders and there's rock chips flying. And then I'm like, the paint job. <laughs> and anyway, so uh, we finally made it out 
of Amsterdam, and we were going to Rotterdam, which is a town or city south of Amsterdam. Um, and oh my goodness, it's such a beautiful city. And the, our friend that took us there was very proud of his city. Like he knows everything about Rotterdam. He was explaining the architecture and he built a lot of the buildings. And he's like, I did this building and the parkade we parked in, he built and all this other shit. And he was like, I was like, Does it, is there anything you didn't build here? <laughs> um, but he was go, like him and his wife. And like I said, we were, went walking around and um went into some old churches and this guy has a really good sense of humor so we were cracking jokes and not not disrespectful jokes at all in the church but um there was there was a there was a like an older man inside the church repainting a section so it's like you know just some sort of scrolly nothing really intricate we kind of and this you're not going to get this i just had to tell it because it makes me chuckle but uh, my friend's wife and i we were like walking around the church and uh and this guy's painting just so peacefully and quietly. And it's so quiet in there. <laughs> I mean, made this joke. Like I was going to go up behind him and just scare him like this. <laughs> as he's painting. Through. You know, he'd paint up the wall or something. And she burst out laughing so hard that I think that her laugh actually did actually like for real startle the guy. Uh, anyway, it was kind of funny. But we like I definitely want to spend more time in that city. It's just so open, especially compared to Amsterdam, because Amsterdam is so such an old city that, you know, the streets are very narrow. You have the canals basically through every street. They're both really incredible, but Rotterdam is just maybe a little bit more modern, um, but still has a lot of really interesting stuff about it. So um, highly recommend for sure. Um, and anyway, so they have, they own this like beach house. And so that's kind of like their little vacation spot. So they weren't staying there. So they offered to let us stay there. And this place is just gorgeous. The view of the the water, like the ocean, just incredible. And the kite surfing. So I didn't know this, but I think all of like the kite surfing world champions are Dutch. And I know you guys are going to do research and like put me to shame, but I think that the there's a couple of them anyway that are world champions. What year? I'm not sure. But they like kite surfing because the wind, the thing is, it's a beautiful beach, has beautiful beach, but it's windy, right? And it's pretty much windy all the time. I think a lot of places on the ocean are. And so um, every morning, I shouldn't say every morning. We only woke up there two mornings. But <laughs> get up, you have coffee. You just watch the kite surfing, windsurfing. There's like carts, cart sailing where it's like people ride around these carts with like a sail. That's what powers the carts. I don't know. And like young kids trying it, pros, people doing like six flips in a row. Um, so it was so entertaining. And there's actually like a little restaurant right near where we would go for breakfast. And I thought to myself, this is just... When I think of Holland, it's the first time I've ever been to the ocean in Holland. And you don't think of the ocean, really, because to me, we've always gone, like, traveled to Germany and, like, spend a bit of time in Holland. But this was the first, like, official trip that we've gone to Holland just to be there the whole time. This stuck to my face. <laughs> I think that's what happened. So anyway, the day we went to Rotterdam, we went back to the beach house. But that night, they invited a ton of their friends over, and so we had kind of a party there no time to like freshen up no time to, 
I just went in, changed, went back upstairs. I generally like to like, especially before like a gathering, like to have at least half an hour to freshen up, maybe have a quick shower and fix up my makeup or whatever. And that did not happen. So anyway, I was meeting all these people kind of looking a little haggard. And I'm sure you, uh, nobody noticed, but you know, when you don't feel your best, you don't want to like be meeting people for the first time. And, and um, the party, there was a private chef and I swear it was a 10 course meal. So it was kind of like initially serve yourself kind of style. I had, you know, when you don't know what to anticipate, I think I just ate too much food at the very beginning <laughs> because I was like, oh, this is dinner. There's only three dishes, but hey, we can make it work. It was like a Capri salad and like some fancy hams and stuff like that. And so it was delicious. And then the food kept coming. Then they were bringing us little plates. So like it was went to the fourth course and then the fifth course and the sixth course. <laughs> And then I was like, holy shit. But it's meant to be prolonged. Like you don't go there, sit down and eat like a traditional dinner. The way that they planned it out was that they were, you know, extended throughout the night, kind of like in Spain or other countries where they take a long time enjoying dinner, uh, which so it was really nice, but I just didn't know that that was what was going on. So I just ate too much from the beginning. And then, which is probably good because the wine that they had was the some of the best wine ever. And the food really helped me. <laughs> not start to get all wibbly wobbly if you know what I mean um typically I don't I don't have to worry about that but when you're at a party and people are filling your wine glass you have no no gauge as to how much you've had to drink you can't look at a bottle and go like oh I've had this much you know that's probably enough no it just keeps coming and then you look over here talking and then you look over and now you have a red wine you know it's like which is great and it's really fun but like I said um I could have been quite sloshed if I had not had so much food in my stomach. But it was such a great party, such a great night. And then, um, then the next day, we went metal detecting. Um, we actually went to an area where there was like lots of old bunkers and stuff like from World War II. And so you never know what you can find, some interesting things. Um, and in in Holland and different areas, there's lots of Roman stuff too, ancient stuff. So it's not like you'll just find you know, valuable coins from the Second World War or badges or whatever you're looking for. Um, but you can find old Roman coins. It's rare, but uh, it does happen. And I know this because I follow a guy on YouTube called uh, Terra Hollandia. Terrera Hollandia? Terra Hollandia? <laughs> I just push subscribe. Okay. I'm not reading the name of the guy, but it's a Dutch guy that goes around and posts a video once every few weeks and which is good because he's finding things quite often. So, um, often is finding all like Greek stuff, like 600 AD, of course, lots of things from like the 15, 1600s, um, different toys and hairpins, clothespins, buckles, like really, really neat stuff. And it's compressed into, you know, a 15 minute video or maybe longer. So it kind of tricks you in the sense that you're out looking for something and you think you're going to find something right away. Anyway, so we were metal detecting there. It didn't really work because on the coast, there's so much sand that blows up. So anything that you'd find or that was of value there in the ground would be under feet and feet of sand, like like meters of sand, because it's all it's like. You know what I mean? The ground is always building itself up from the sand that blows in. So we're like, this isn't really working. And there was so much metal in all of the bunkers and things. So we didn't find anything. So um, we stopped for, oh my God, we had the best fish and chips ever. It was so good. Um, oh my God, did I forget to mention? No, I think I pretty much had raw oysters almost every day. 
you know, we're waiting to go pick some raw oysters because our friends know how much I love raw oysters. So they planned this for me. It was so nice. Um, they're like, we know of a spot here in Holland where, where people can go and pick raw oysters, but it's got to be low tide. So this is when we have to go. So anyway, we had our fish and chips and then we went to the beach to pick raw oysters. And I couldn't believe it. It was like money coming out of the ocean. <laughs> Because I pay, I pay between $3.75 Canadian to $5.25 per oyster. Okay, so I like the good fatties. I want the deep fat oysters. I don't like them super creamy. I like just meaty oysters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> these ones, oh my God. So the tide wasn't quite low enough yet to fi start finding them. So I was a little bit like, oh shit, are we going to find any? Because there's four of us. And then also um, our friends have children. So their mother was going. So I was like, we need oysters because I can eat. My record is just under four dozen oysters. This is so stupid. Don't ever do this. And you know, I've paid for it the next day. Like I literally, my gut was not the same for three days. But I ate 46 oysters. It would have been 48, but the person I went with had to. <laughs> I just was in this mode and they were actually smaller. So they weren't like big, fat, meaty oysters, but they were so good. And oh my God, my teeth, because I used lemon juice on every single oyster, a mignonette, which is a vinaigrette, kind of like a vinegar and then hot sauce and stuff. My teeth, I swear to God, I felt like I lost like a millimeter of enamel off my teeth that night <laughs> from all the oysters I ate. Anyway, so we see that there's really not many oysters and they're like, oh, cause they had never done it either. So they didn't know what to expect. Then the tide went down like maybe another six inches and that's all it took. And these puppies were showing up and they were perfect size. They're Japanese oysters. So I know we're not in Japan, but they imported them, I guess a while ago. And now they're kind of becoming an issue. Like they're taking over there. So the government's like, come get your oysters. And they're so good, you guys. So we had to learn how to shuck oysters. We didn't have a shucker. And an oyster shucker kind of looks like, um, it looks like a knife. It's got two similar sides and not a very sharp end. It's got kind of a round end. And uh, because it doesn't necessarily need to be super sharp, it just has to be strong and kind of skinny enough to bust into these oysters but we figured it out started shucking oysters only one injury <laughs> just because we didn't have a shucker so we were using a knife oh and I made a mini net because they didn't have it like I don't know what grocery store has ready-made mignonette um but it's essentially just like some red wine vinegar and then some like chopped shallots and um you can add like other things too but it that's all it really took oh my god so and the fact that we picked them is kind of like when you hunt something and then you're eating it and you're just like, you feel extra good about it because you harvested it yourself. You know, or you're making a salad from your own garden or whatever. It's like, oh, it just gives you just this extra enjoyment, right? But it's funny because they were like, I think we have enough. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> so we wound up uh, picking quite a few and we did have extra, but the next day they were going to a barbecue. They're taking them to go bake them or whatever. We kept them alive, I think. <laughs> So that was incredible. And then um, the next day we got picked up by another Dutch friend um, and went to another kind of smaller town and hung out there. And I didn't know this, but the Rhine River, the old the old Rhine River runs right through Holland. And um, it looks like a canal. It's not super huge, but it does. It goes into a great big lake. And anyway, so these guys had a boat. Their home is built. Okay, how do I explain this? They gutted an old church and made a home out of it. 
So their home is an old church. They dropped, I think, I think they put like $2.6 million into this church to make it into this incredible home. And there's also an old home, like there's an actual house and then the church on this property right on the river, mind blowing. They have a indoor swimming pool, something out of some magazine. <laughs> so I was like, wow. And then they're like, this is where you're gonna be staying. This is, you know, the old home that, uh, you know, they use for guests and that kind of thing. Really gorgeous old house. And so oh, I kind of hoped it was haunted. I kind of wanted have some ghost action. <laughs> You know, I did and I didn't. I do before bed, but then when I'm in bed like this, then I'm kind of wishing I never brought it up. But um, I, I didn't get any type of feelings or any type of indication that it was haunted whatsoever. No spirits, just these kind of spirits were going on in there. <laughs> we went for a boat ride with their children and... It was such a fun experience. Like, of course, they brought all the fixings. They had coffee, they had tea, they had wine, they had beer and food. And so we were just having a jolly old time at, on this river. And then wait, like they knew all these people and they, we were all waving. And it was just kind of like a really weird. I just felt so lovely there. Like everybody's so friendly. Everyone says hi to you like when you walk into like you everyone acknowledges you when you walk into a restaurant will say goodbye to you when you're leaving. It's just a totally different experience than here or in the States. Like you walk into a restaurant. Mostly people are trying not to look at you. like it's it's just completely different over there. And um, it's the first time that I've been to Holland since both my grandparents have passed away. So both my grandparents are from Holland. So I think that I it was super nostalgic for me. Like I just, I wanted to know more. I wanted, I couldn't remember certain details like where they were born exactly and like the towns that they lived in and stuff. So, because Holland is not a big place, right? It's like a, a pretty small country. And did my Opa walk here at one point? You know, like, did he visit people, friends in this town? Are there people here that remember that? You know what I mean? So I was kind of like, everything hit really like on a deeper level for me, even just the color of the grass and the trees and the smell of the air and the humidity and and just the old homes. And that's part of the reason why I felt such a connection to Holland. And I'm Dutch, like it's in my blood. I wanna move there. <laughs> Let's be honest. I do, I, I'd like to actually just have a home there. Um, just a little second home because the weather in Canada where I live specifically between like the months of February and May. So February, March, April, May. So like for three months of the year, because over there, it's still going to be a little drizzly and, but there's no snow and here it gets kind of crappy and things are melting. Maybe, maybe only like March and April where over there, it's already springtime. Trees are budding. Like, you know, the weather's great here. It's everything's melting, muddy. Um, we get a lot of rain and like that kind of shit. So like, I think it would be nice to just go and hang out in Holland for a couple months. Uh, and then, cause I could still work from there. I could do anything I want from there really. Um, but I don't know, is buying a place, is that, is that the best move or is it just like renting a spot that you love? And then you can switch it up from time to time. I don't know. That's kind of the ultimate dilemma. It's like, do I buy a place and then go there all the time? Or do I want the option to maybe pop around? You know what I mean? Try different spots first. Maybe that's a better idea. Um, but anyway, so we just had such a lovely time. Um, and then I went to Gouda, which is Gouda. That's where Gouda cheese, I guess, was invented or where they make it officially or whatever. But a really adorable little town in Holland. And it's... 
it was just felt so great. And just the people we were with and everything about it was so wonderful. And then in Gouda, yes, I had some cheese, very aged Gouda cheese, which is the best Gouda cheese is like the old shit. Ugh. And raw oysters. <laughs> I had raw oysters there too. Um, but it was actually like a carpaccio bread with this really old Gouda cheese and um, carpaccio and some meat on gluten-free bread. Also, Holland makes the best gluten-free bread I've ever had in my entire life. Okay, everywhere serves gluten-free. There are gluten-free options everywhere. And even when I went to Lucius, the first dinner we went to in Holland, like first night, we were out for seafood and we got this big pot of just delicious seafood, like a stew almost. And I was like, oh, I just wish I had some bread to like sop up some of the sauce because it was so good. And um, I was like, do you have gluten-free bread? And they're like, yes, we do. And I was like, frick dream come true and anyway and it was so good and I told I made people like that I was with that are like oh gluten-free like what the hell's your problem you know haha <laughs> because it's not an allergy for me it's like more of a fad people like in people's minds but um I force my friends to try it be like try the gluten-free bread like it's I'm not crazy it's not like it tastes completely different anyway so good yeah well how did I get on that topic mm, oh yeah chowda and then having the cheese on the oh so good so anyway we um, left from Amsterdam. I also rode in some really, I was in another M Sport M competition, but a two-door and it was blue. Oh my God, so good. And then um, it's funny because when you're in these cars, people take photos <laughs> of the cars. They, when you're stopped at a red light, people are taking photos. Um, we were parked at a restaurant and there was both like M, comp what are they called? M8s competitions are the, the, the fastest cars that BMW makes but the, people are taking photos and I, I didn't realize I'm like I mean the population is massive over there so there's going to be the odd like sports car lover but anyway yeah we were going pretty freaking fast <laughs> in some of these cars and it was so much fun I love like I don't have the guts to drive a sports car really fast I, I love sports cars I like the way they feel and they sound and like believe me but I realized that I scare myself like I because I can put pedal to the metal <laughs> and because I'm curious and it's almost like I get the same feeling as if I would be standing next to like a massive cliff, okay? Because I've done some hikes and I've been on the edge, and trust me, the edge of some really tall buildings, cliffs, whatever. And there's just this feeling, do I trust myself? Like almost robotically, would my body just jump off because I'm just, you know, like, do you, does anybody else ever feel that way? And not because I'm suicidal by any means, but I get the same feeling when I'm in these sports cars. I know the power that they have. I know that I can safely tromp on it but I just have this feeling where I'm like if I start ripping at 250k am I gonna slow down or I'm just gonna you know what I mean <laughs> uh anyway sorry to veer off there on some strange like psychotic um uh, yeah does anybody know what I'm talking about anyone at all out there leave me a comment in the description I mean in the comments down below please so a few days before we flew out, we were hearing rumors about the Amsterdam airport being either short-staffed or there was some sort of strike happening and um, people were missing their flights. Pretty much everybody the few days before we flew out had missed a flight or missed a connector. They were waiting for like six hours to get through security. It was a gong show. And um, so I started thinking, 
Here we're flying out of Amsterdam. We should probably consider rebooking our flights and flying out of a different city, like a different international airport, because I there's no guarantee actually that we'll even make our flights. Like there, it was just a disaster. You can read up on it. We were flying out on a Sunday, which is like the worst. That's when everybody's flying home. But I think that most of the delays were domestic. It wasn't really international. So that's what we were kind of like assuming just because of what was going on. And we wound up going to the airport five hours before our flight to give ourselves like some extra time. We're like, if we wind up missing it, then um, we'll just have to, you know, stand in line for everybody else that needs to rebook their flight. So, or just do it online, whatever. So we weren't super worried, but we were there five hours early. It took us two hours from the time that we got in line to check in and get through security. And then um, our gate changed. So <laughs> I don't know if you've been to the Amsterdam airport, but like it's kilometers Like you have to take trains and shit to get across. So but it wound up working out OK. We got to our gate pretty much like 45 minutes before we had to um, board. So we're like, good freaking thing. We were there early. And then I got home and started thinking about booking my next trip to Holland, which I think maybe sometime in the fall. <laughs> I can't wait to go back, I swear to God. And then, you know, when you're there, we were like visiting friends the whole time. So we went from this group of friends, that group, that group, that group. And so we, you know, it was nice because we kind of all had a party at the beginning and then made plans and stuff. But I 100%, like there's lots of things I still want to do. I also want to do a lot more metal detecting. I want to go, because like there are friends like there like woohoo metal detecting that's cool but like let's go for lunch <laughs> and we're like we just got started and they don't really like you know if you're not into it you're not into it and it's totally fine it's like somebody who doesn't like fishing and sitting there for hours like I get it so we want to go kind of like again and do some more detecting in like different areas uh, because there's lots to be found in that ground and I'm telling you I'm gonna find some shit and I'm gonna show you so let's dive into some cat facts because I think last time I did read some cat facts about Holland. This time I've got some facts about, these are 42 random fun facts to have on your hand at your next dinner party. So when you guys show up to tonight for my barbecue, then I'll have some facts to tell you. So some of these I'll have read before, but I'm just gonna read these off because not everybody has listened to every episode. So here we go. Avocados, avocados, avocados are a fruit, not a vegetable. They're technically considered a single-seeded berry, believe it or not. Uh, the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer. Due to thermal expansion, meaning the iron heats up, the particles gain kinetic energy and take up more space. So this is something that I have, but it's not really bad. Not as bad for some people, but frick. Trypophobia is the fear of closely packed holes, or more specifically, an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. No crumpets for them then. <laughs> so this is very true. And I think most people, and what whether it's like, in, like ingrained in us to see this and avoid it because it looks like, I don't know, fungus or like an infection or something, but oh my God, there's some examples of trypophobia, like um, trypophobic images that are just, I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even gonna tell you. You know why? Because you're gonna look, there's something that I could tell you to look up right now. You know what the sick thing is? Is that even though the shit makes me cringe and like, God, just, I have to look at it. I have to see it. What is that? That's that's like jumping off the building. This is what I was talking about before. <laughs> it's like masochistic. It's like you, <sighs> okay, I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna tell you what it is 
that I'm going to I'm going to put in the description box for those of you that really want to know what the hell I'm talking about. And all you have to do is type in two words in YouTube to see this. But if you're a tripe tripe I don't want to trigger the tripophobes out there. <laughs> So I'm not going to say it because I know you're going to have to look and then you're going to be damaged for weeks. But I'm going to put it in the description box. And don't worry, it's nothing um, gory or anything. It kind of is. Ugh, I can't even think about it. Moving on, moving on. Australia <coughs> is wider than the moon. The moon sits at 34,000 kilometers in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000 kilometers. So take that moon. Mellifluous is a sound that is pleasingly smooth and musical to hear. M-E-L-L-I-F-L-O, oh sorry, M-E-L-L-I-F-L-U-O-U-S. Mellifluous, mellifluous. Does that sound like music to your ears? The Spice Girls were originally a band called Touch. When we first started with the name Touch, we were pretty bland. Mel C told The Guardian in 2018. We felt like we had to fit into a mold. So there's just... <laughs> Touch just isn't, doesn't cut it, guys. How about the Spice Girls? I'll be Pepper. No, 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 no. Pepper got kicked out early. <laughs> <clears throat> Human teeth are the only part of the body that cannot heal themselves. What about hair? Huh? I guess it grows back. Never mind. <laughs> Teeth are coated in enamel, which is n which is not a living tissue. Okay, well, if it's not living tissue, then well, the hair and nails. I guess, no, that's not true because they both grow back. Okay, I get it, I get it. The ancient Romans used to drop a piece of toast into their wine for good health. Hence why we are raising a toast. I feel like somebody just made that up. They used to drop a piece of toast into their wine. I mean, it would be good. Like, you know when you dip good bread into like a sauce? Dipping bread into wine? I don't think that's the worst thing. The heart of a shrimp is located in its head. They also have an open circulatory system, which means they have no arteries and, and their organs flow directly in blood. People are more creative in the shower. I know this to be fact. <laughs> when we take a warm shower, we experience an increased dopamine flow that makes us more creative. Hmm, that explains it. Baby rabbits are called kits. The unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. It was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and ch chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. Okay, this is something I did not know. Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise. It travels around the sun once every 225 Earth days, but it rotates clockwise once every 243 days. So it changes the direction that it spins. I don't get it. It's just me. It's probably me. I'm not going to look into it either. Uh, nutmeg is a hallucinogen. The spice contains myristicin, a natural compound that is mind-altering if ingested in large doses. Frick, man. I kind of want to, like, snort some nutmeg. <laughs> that would fucking burn so bad. A 73-year-old bottle of French Burgundy became the most expensive bottle of wine ever sold at an auction in 2018, going for $558,000. I'm assuming U.S. dollars. The bottle of 1945 Romani Conti sold at Sotheby for more than 17 times its original estimate of $32,000. Well, all that concludes cat facts. So as I mentioned before, maybe in this podcast, um, I think I did. I definitely did on my YouTube channel because some of you know. So that's the only way you know it's for me saying it. But where is it? I don't remember. I think it was here and there. <laughs> but I am building a new studio. So technically, I'm not building just a new studio. I'm building a garage 
and on the top is my new studio. So I'm so freaking excited for this. So right now my studio is in this, like one of the spare bedrooms in my home, um, which I need. <laughs> um, and it would just make a nice space just to have, like I said, an extra bedroom and, um, which means, oh, which means I can redecorate this room too, which I love. I love design and like decor. I love kind of like jazzing things up and finding treasures and just decorating in general. So anyway, the lovely thing about this new space is that it will allow me to have two different areas. My try-on space, <laughs> where I'm trying on swimsuits and clothing and everything else fun, and then my pod space. So I don't have to keep shifting things around because as you know, this wallpaper is the same wallpaper that I use my try-on videos. If I inhaled that last black feather, ugh. So then I can just sit down here and do my thing there. It would just, it's gonna save me so much time. And then the thought of how I'm gonna de decorate this space. Like I have so many ideas and it's gonna be just great. And I can't wait. And I'm gonna do like a feature wall in the back wall but I want it to be kind of three-dimensional. So the reason why I bought this wallpaper, cause this is wallpaper. This is not three-dimensional whatsoever, but it looks like it is. But what I wanna do in the new space is for real have like some interesting paneling or something. And then uh, I just have so many ideas. And then the plants I'm gonna have and uh, and just doing some research as to how to make almost a space feel bigger than it is. Like not to show the the ceiling or a wall to wall, you know, there's different techniques and cool stuff. So I'm really excited about that. And I don't know when it's gonna be complete. So we're waiting. So if you hadn't noticed, <laughs> there's a supply issue with like lots of different building materials and just um, gas prices make things a lot more expensive. So it's kind of an interesting time to be building, to, to take on a project like this. Uh, so the delays may make it later than I'd hoped for, but I'm also understanding this. So it's not like, it's gotta be done by this time. We're just gonna do what we can do. Um, but I'll obviously keep you guys updated and maybe send you some photos when it starts coming together. Cause right now we're halfway there. Maybe not quite. Um, so anyway, that's exciting. And last week I also skipped out on kitty twisters. So pff, here we go. Everybody needs a good kitty twist. <laughs> They're weak. And I guess there'll be a lot more jokes of the day. Alrighty. So these first ones I'm reading for the first time, which is kind of the best way to do it because then I my reaction is genuine <laughs> or I haven't read it before. Okay, here we go. Save the planet. If we are able to be serious about saving the planet, we should stop printing calendars. The other reason our days are numbered. <laughs> okay. Barbers, eh? You sure do have to take your hat off to them. <sighs> I'm so sorry, that was so bad. A friend of mine is known for sweeping girls off their feet. He's an extremely aggressive janitor. <laughs> My bartender friend just broke up with her boyfriend. He keeps asking her for another shot. <laughs> <laughs> what would Wonder Woman and Spider-Man name their business? Amazon Web Services. Wow, funny. <laughs> if there's a king-size mattress and a queen-size mattress, where does the price, where does the prince sleep? The air mattress. Get it? H-E-I-R. Crap. These aren't very funny. <laughs> Today was my son's fourth birthday party. I didn't recognize him at first. I'd never seen him before. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm gonna make sure some of these are like, can be really bad. Okay, husband. Scientists have found that men say about 10,000 words a day while women say about 20,000. Wife shouts from the kitchen. It's because we have to repeat everything to you twice, blockheads. Husband, what? 
why did the blacksmith go to jail? For forgery. <laughs> I got a farm job, but I resigned because they didn't have horses. I wanted something more stable. <laughs> oh my freaking God. Okay, guys, there's gotta be one funny one in here. I got pulled over today and the cop asked if I knew why he pulled me over. I replied, it's because you want to see how tall I am. He said, step out of the car, sir. See, I knew it. <laughs> well, that concludes cat facts. Maybe a little lame this week, but <laughs> that's what I get for not pre-reading the jokes. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I'm finished with my Dutch trip stories, so you don't have to worry about that next week. You're just like, oh my God. Um, but I did have so much fun and I highly recommend Holland to anyone. And um, I'm gonna put the recipe to this cocktail in the description box down below, just because you should probably make it. It's really good. Please like this video if you enjoyed it. It would really help out my channel. If you're listening to this podcast, there is a video version on YouTube and vice versa. If you're seeing this podcast and you want to listen to me on your drive to work or wherever, then I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, subscribe to my channel if you have not already. I would really appreciate that as well so you don't miss any of my future content. I also have an OnlyFans Patreon and um, lots of extra content that you don't see on YouTube or Instagram or anywhere else. So there's a link down below, my Linktree link, where you can click on that and it'll take you to a bunch of different options and you can just follow me wherever you want to. So thank you guys so, so much for spending this time with me. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you all in my next video.